October 12. And now, as we turn our attention to the New Testament, our reading today will be in the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 4 through 28, where we'll uh, read about false peace. The day of the Lord is that time when God will pour out His wrath on the world. It is coming. God's people have been saved from wrath, so they need not worry. But the lost world will be caught at a time when they think they're secure. To be ready for Christ's coming, God's people must be sober and live and walk in the light. And we'll read about family peace. The local church fellowship should reflect God's peace. And it will if God's people obey authority, minister to one another, and submit to the Spirit of God. Verse 21 emphasizes the positive and verse 22 the negative, and both are important. We'll read about faithful peace. Holiness and peace go together. For the God who quiets the heart also cleanses the heart. A disturbed heart is sometimes evidence of unconfessed sin. God is faithful. Let Him bring purity and peace to your heart. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. October 12, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 4 through 28. But you aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. For you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. So be on your guard, not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be sober. Night is the time for sleep, and the time when people get drunk. But let us who live in the light think clearly, protected by the body armor of faith and love, and wearing as our helmet the confidence of our salvation. For God decided to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out His anger on us. He died for us, so that we can live with Him forever, whether we are dead or alive at the time of His return. So encourage each other, and build each other up, just as you are already doing. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you, and warn you against all that is wrong. Think highly of them, and give them your wholehearted love because of their work. And remember to live peaceably with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil but always try to do good to each other and to everyone else. Always be joyful. Keep on praying. No matter what happens, always be thankful, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Keep away from every kind of evil. Now, may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until that day when our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God, who calls you, is faithful, 
He will do this. Dear brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all the brothers and sisters in Christian love. I command you in the name of the Lord to read this letter to all the brothers and sisters. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with all of you. Psalm 82, verses... Chapter 12, verse 1, near the end of the verse. Let us lay aside every encumbrance and sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. There are a couple of things said here as a means to running. It says, lay aside every encumbrance and sin which so easily entangles us. Not just sins. Don't just lay aside sins to run this race. Lay aside every other weight that gets in your way. What this says is, don't just ask, what's wrong with it? Don't just ask, is it a sin? That's about the lowest question you can ask in life. So what, well, preacher, what question should I ask? If it's not, is it a sin? And the answer is, does it help me run? That's the answer. Does it get in my way when I'm trying to become more patient, more kind, more gentle, more loving, more holy, more pure, more self-controlled? Does it get in my way? Or does it help me run? Look to Jesus and lay aside sins for sure and lots of other stuff too. And a little voice is going to say, this looks like a lot of loss and not much gain. At that point, open your Bible to Hebrews 12, 2 and look at how Jesus in Gethsemane said, tomorrow morning is going to be a lot of loss. This is going to be mega loss at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. In fact, it's going to happen all night long. I will never sleep again before I die. And it's going to hurt like hell, literally. How did he do that? For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So the answer is, yes, it's going to be loss. But I promise you, on the authority of God's Word, the Christian life is gain. Say to the flesh and say to Satan, the sufferings of this life are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed to me. And so, I will lay aside every weight and I will lay aside every sin and I will run with Jesus.
1 through 8. It's about the throne in heaven. The Lord stands as judge and indicts the human judges for their failure to defend the poor and needy and condemn the wicked. Their partiality made a farce out of the legal system God ordained for Israel. I wonder what does he think of our judicial system here in America today? We'll read about the foundations on earth, the foundations for peace and order in society, our righteousness and justice. Whether in the home, church, or government, abandoning righteousness and justice makes the very foundations tremble and brings darkness where there should be light. And we'll read about the graves under the earth. The human judges are called gods, little g, because the Hebrew word Elohim means mighty ones. It's also one of the names for God, capital G. Leadership is a serious thing. The leaders stand in the place of God and will one day answer to Him. The selfish judges may have their days of pleasure, but one day they will die. And then what? The judges will be judged righteously by the judge of all the earth, and there will be no escape. Psalm 82, verses 1 through 8, a psalm of Asaph. God presides over heaven's court. He pronounces judgment on the judges. How long will you judges hand down unjust decisions? How long will you shower special favors on the wicked? Give fair judgment to the poor and the orphan. Uphold the rights of the oppressed and the destitute. Rescue the poor and helpless. Deliver them from the grasp of evil people. But these oppressors know nothing. They are so ignorant. And because they are in darkness, the whole world is shaken to the core. I say, you are gods and children of the Most High. But in death you are mere men. You will fall as any prince, for all must die. Rise up, O God, and judge the earth, for all the nations belong to you. Proverbs 25, verses 9 and 10. So discuss the matter with them, your neighbors, privately. Don't tell anyone else or others may accuse you of gossip. Then you will never regain your good reputation.